Welcome to the Christian Car Guy radio show, the talk show dedicated to helping Christians buy and sell cars by the book, not the blue book, not the orange book, but by God's book, the Bible. Call the Christian Car Guy with your questions, 1-866-34-TRUTH. That's 1-866-348-7884. What does being a Christian have to do with buying a car? You're about to find out. Here's your host, Robbie Dillmore. Fonzie Fonzarella from Happy Days would instruct you that in order, to, <laughs> in order to succeed in life, a very necessary ingredient is to be cool. Well, interestingly, your car's health requires that as well. In fact, as according to some, the number one cause of roadside breakda- breakdowns, not breakdancing, but roadside breakdowns, <laughs> are, are coolant, which could lead to a breakdance, Coolant-related issues, which are hoses, radiators, head gasket, water pump, thermostat, and heater core. Yes, you have to stay cool. You have to not be frozen, though. You can't be too cool. So here to help us out this morning, we have our very own Tom Slick, Tom Johnson with JG Lubricant Services. Welcome, Tom. Good morning, Robbie. Are you in the Thunderbolt Grease Slapper this morning? <laughs> I am. <laughs> oh, I just love that theme. Anyway, uh, this isn't it. This is the time of year when a lot of people think, "Wow, I need to check that coolant level. We got to, we got to do that kind of work." But the the interesting thing is, there's this big monster, which I've done a great job of illustrating at ChristianCarGuy.com. By the way, it's the acid monster that could be stalking your radiator and we're going to be talking about that today but also since we have tom he is our oil expert so if you've got that transmission fluid issue or coolant concern uh or maybe you always wondered wanted to know does the 5w30 mean that it gets thicker when it gets hotter or is it thinner when it's cooler (laughs) well it's a great time for you to call because we have tom slick he's our oil guy 866 Three four eight seven eight eight four eight six six three four. Truth. We're talking coolant today. How to be cool, and how to stay cool, and how to not freeze, but not overheat. All that kind of stuff. And then at the bottom of the hour, we have transporters for Christ to hear with us again. We, I don't know if you've seen these big. They're rolling chapels. They're out there. You see them on the highway from time to time. We have Hank Rader. He's going to be here. He's a chapel with Transporters from Christ, and he's going to join us at the bottom of the hour then, coming up at the end of the show in our appraisal by the Real Black Book. That's where we search the Bible for hidden treasure, cry out for discernment, lift up our voice for understanding. Well, this week, my mother had to move. Well, she moved to Illinois. I don't know that you'd say she had to move, but she did move so she could be under the care of my sister as she's struggling with cancer and some other issues. And as she went to leave, her cat ran away, which really, really, really upset me. It upset her, too, because she, she was moving to Illinois, and she moving away from her friends, moving away from all these people. And I'm like, really, God? I, everyone, did you ever go into that whining mode with God sometimes, Tom? <laughs> Where you're going... Really? I mean, isn't isn't my mom faced enough and now she's got to lose her cat? You know, going to... And so I was whining big time Monday night. I was laying in bed at 2 o'clock praying over my mom and that whole issue with her move. And Jesus showed up with a very interesting 
um, not just interesting, very comforting message for me. And I want to share that with y'all. And that's coming up at the end of the show in our appraisal by the Real Black Book. We look forward to that. I'm Robbie Dillmore, the Christian Car Guy, 35 years in the retail automobile business, but more importantly, your brother in Christ. The Christian Car Guy show is changing the way people look at their cars. They need to be paid for no debt. Watching people buy cars for 35 years going into huge debt slavery is a heartbreaker. So that's part of the reason that God called me to do this show, because I understand, as Tom does, that cars need tender, loving care. And that's right. They need a name, like Old Red. <laughs> and if you think about it, you see tractors, they've been out in the elements since the 1940s. They're still running. Well, why do you think? Well, they changed the oil, didn't they, Tom? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and they maintained them. And a car will last as long as those tractors will if you take care of it. In fact, I'm thinking that they're going to bury me in Old Red. I'm hoping. But they need to be driven safely if you're going to get Old Red to make it to the finish line so you got to do stuff like not speed and follow Jesus, right? And he wouldn't be speeding. It's estimated Americans waste 200 million gallons of gas a week on speeding. So, you know, that's a big that's a big challenge. So, we here at the Christian Car Guy show we're going to be talking about that every week. Have you ever noticed that, Tom? I I every every week I mention, you know, gee, if we wouldn't speed, we, our country we wouldn't have an oil shortage. You know that? That's that's correct. Yeah, when you uh, when you take that big of a population driving that many cars, yeah, just five miles an hour over fuel economy. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's all it is all it would take. They would be choking on their oil if we didn't as American speed. So we we talk about that. But again, today we are live with our very own Tom Slick. So if you have that oil concern or you want to know about your coolant, we're going to be getting into that in just a minute here. It's a great time to call us, 866-348-7884. Maybe you always wondered, what does viscosity mean? Well, we have like Mr. Viscosity himself. In fact, he can give you a whole viscosity interrogatory. I mean, he, he's got all <laughs> big words. Or maybe you just want to know about your slickness thickness. 866-348-7884 is a number to call this morning. Of course, you can find out all this information at our website, christiancarguy.com. There you got links to go get your oil checked out or your coolant or all that kind of stuff. And you can see that beautiful acid monster that I found this morning to, to post there so you can see what that picture <laughs> looks like of what might be lurking in your radiator. And as always, there's a Jesus Labor Love free car repair for single moms, widows, families in crisis. That is the labor, not the parts, but... All the uh, resources there, how you can uh, request help and all those things there, all at christiancarguy.com, as well as many, 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 many other articles, all our links, Facebook, Twitter, all that kind of stuff. So we would love to hear from you. But we got to talk coolant this morning. We got to be cool, Tom. You know, Fonzie would say, be cool. Now, to be cool, <laughs> you got to flush that radiator. <laughs> because that those things... I know that you, you use another word for going acidic. You don't you? What's the word you always use? Well, it oxidizes. Oxidizes. That's it. Yeah, yeah. So, which is a fancy word meaning that uh, it combines with oxygen. It combines with oxygen. It starts to turn into the enemy. It's eating away at your water pump seal. It's eating away at your. Uh, <clears throat> 
different components allow electrolysis, all sorts of stuff like that. But the good news is we got Philip in Louisville already has a question for you. Stop leak for a radiator. Phil, you're on a Christian Car Guys show. Good morning. Good morning. What have you got for us? Well, I've got an older, it's a 1993 Ford Ranger and got an old radiator and um, it, I'm losing a little bit of antifreeze on a regular basis and I didn't know if stop leak would be a good thing to do or should I look at just getting a new radiator? Uh, you know, I don't have a whole lot of uh, experience with stop leak. I know a lot of folks use that, uh, but gee, I don't know. I think I'd take it to a shop and have them check it, check the pressure on it and, and see if they can find a leak. Uh, okay. You know, in the long term, I think you might be better off doing that rather than putting the stop leak in the system. Yeah, here's I can I can maybe research that and get you a better answer. But there's right a, now, there, there's some of the issues that I would think about. Phil is, um, as Tom said, the first thing is the leak may not have anything to do with the radiator, and so you're putting stuff in there that might not do you any good. So pressure pressure tested is always a good idea, and and pretty easy and expensive thing to do. But also the thing about a lot of the stuff, and they make some stuff that you can put in the radiator that is, you know, supposed to fill any hole and all that. My concern has always been, wow, what if that, in an older car like that, there's already some corrosion or something, and it, it's already got sort of like congested arteries. Yeah. <laughs> and one of your water jackets, all of a sudden, you a little bit too much of the old stuff that, that blocks off some of the water that's supposed to go through the engine in an older car like that. That would concern me okay. um, more so than... And again, radiators sometimes are real inexpensive. Um, now, would a, would a pressure test tell me where the leak is coming from? Quite often, it will surely okay. <laughs> begin to spout, and 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 you can see where okay. things may be happening. And quite often, it's at the water pump, um, yeah. because those front okay. seals leak all the time. But thank you for your call, Phil. God bless that you. Helps. Thank Thanks. you. All right, what's your coolant concern this morning? 866-348-7884. We'd love to take your call. 866-34-TRUTH for the digitally gifted, those who can. <laughs> I can't do that, Tom, but I, I know people that can. That can yeah, me neither. And with all these smartphones, they just don't have the letters like they used to. But we'd love to hear from you. We are going to be talking about what do you? what is it with all these different kinds of coolant? What do I need to know? What in the world is ethylene glycol and... Will it really kill my pets? Yes, it will. <laughs> don't, don't. But anyway, we're going to be talking cooler when we come back. You call us, 866-348-7884. There's lots of those friendly people They're showing me ways to go But I never want to lose their inspiration Is your radiator crying out to you this morning? <laughs> it's time for a cool change. I couldn't help. I couldn't resist, Tom. It was just laying there. And, you know, is your radiator crying for help this morning? 866-348-7884 is the number to call in with your coolant concern, with your viscosity questions. <laughs> we got Tom's lick with us today. 
but this whole this whole issue of coolant is really it, it's it's become a little bit more complicated over the years just like it used to be simple ethylene glycol was the stuff and and then all of a sudden boy general motors got in there with you know their new gm long living lasting you can keep it for five years antifreeze kind of stuff and so it, it, it it's kind of muddied up the waters how long does regular antifreeze last tom i would say typically a year to two years max and uh, you probably ought to we, – we always recommend that we use our coolant testing kit uh, to test it once a year just to make sure that things are okay and nobody's tampered with the system. And, you know, uh, one of the things we find wrong is that people tend to, you know, if they're losing coolant, like the guy that called in had a, a leak in his radiator, was going to try to find it with stop leak or stop that anyway – when you get a leak like that, your system goes low, and a lot of people attempt to just stick the hose in there and top it off. I mean, I used to do the same thing when I was a kid. <laughs> That's what we did back then. But uh, anytime you introduce water uh, in any volume at all, you know, over and above what should be there, which is about 50% water, uh, then you throw off the boiling point, you throw off the freezing point, you dilute the uh, additives that are in there, uh, but you may be also introducing a lot of minerals, which could mess up your system as well. Uh, I mean, that contributes to corrosion and and uh, makes the dispersants have to work harder to, to try to float those things around in the system. So anytime you're adding source water, that's usually a bad deal. You really want to run a 50-50 mix. And that's why you should probably check it on a yearly basis. And maybe, a, maybe in a car, if you want to run conventional coolant, Maybe you're better off just flushing the system once a year. And the other thing uh, is that if you keep that, the nice thing is you don't have to go, well, gee, I wonder if what left <laughs> was exactly 50-50. Uh, or as our com- comedy one time guy was talking about 50-50-50, you know, how do you get the other 50? But anyway, um, they make ready mix now. So you can buy yeah, a gallon yeah. of ready mix and so you don't have to wonder, should I put in pure antifreeze or should I put in half water? You know, you can just get the 50-50 stuff if you run a little bit low and you can put that in there. And then, as you mentioned, those minerals, they they create another issue that's called electrolysis that, you know, that electricity, there's a lot of electricity that runs around inside an engine a lot of people may not be aware of. And that electrolysis can really cause some phenomenal damage inside an engine. Yes, it can, yeah. And, and so those are all things, and a lot of folks think, well, I, you know, I don't remember the last time I checked, <laughs> changed my coolant. Well, again, when you hear that coolant is the number one cause of roadside breakdowns, the reason is, is because the coolant affects all these different components. The water pump, of course, a big one. If your additives aren't in there to help that the water pump seal stay where it's supposed to be, the water pump's going to start leaking, and a lot of people, well, gee, why do I keep going through water pumps? Well, that's an issue there. The thermostat's another thing. Those hoses, they carry the water, but the radiator itself obviously is an expensive component. Not terribly expensive in some cases, but it gets eaten by that acid quite often, doesn't it, Tom? Yeah, and just like just like oil, like you mentioned, I mean, it's it touches everything in that system, and so uh, if you're just changing it out and not checking it on a on a periodic basis, let's say you have a five-year coolant, which a lot of people are running today. They're running not uh, what we would call an extended life coolant uh, versus an 
an older ethylene glycol conventional coolant. So if you run on a longer term coolant, you might want to check it once a year. And and, in, and even when you flush it, you might want to catch some of the old stuff and, and see what's going on inside there. See if there's any wear going on, copper wear, things like that. Because uh, every time you, just like oil, when you throw that stuff away, you're throwing data away as well. Right. And the the new the newer coolants, they're not ethylene glycol. How, what are they made out of, Tom? Propylene glycol, and then there are, there are different kinds. There's oat technology, which is organic acid technology. Uh, and they, they have a tendency to hold on to the uh, additives better than the older conventional coolants. And then there's note, which is also uh, uh, organic acid technology, but it's nitrided. That's where you get the nitrided organic acid technology note. Oh, there's, there's a note. So you, you <laughs> hit me on a confusing a note there, Tom, because I, you lost me somewhere out there in the nitrate. But nonetheless, I know I got the big picture that it's five years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that that, 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 that possible has that years. life on the – so it's good to know – and this is one of those things that seems like it was really simple, but you have an owner's manual, or if you don't have an owner's manual, it's really easy to get an owner's manual. In fact, a lot of cases, you can get one for free. You can just write the manufacturer of your car, get an owner's manual. It'll tell you what kind of coolant your car is supposed to have because it's a critical issue. Do I you need this long-lasting kind? Will my car stand up to that? It's, right, it's going to be right there in your owner's manual. And, and again... Th- that owner's manual will help you in so many different ways, not just on coolant, right? It 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 gives you the oils and all those. As an engineer, Tom, you know how important it is you put the right fluids in there. Uh, exactly. I mean, uh, the fluid, and I've said this many occasions, the fluid is no different than any other part. I mean, it's just as important as every other part in there. In fact, it's probably more important because it touches everything. Uh, that's the same for oils and coolant. Right, and so that's the nice thing about your owner's manual is it gives you the specifications of the transmission fluid. And, and we're not talking about the big, expensive $40 maintenance manual, or they may be $140 now. I'm talking about the regular little owner's manual that comes in the glove box, and if you bought the car and it didn't come with one, it is so easy to just call the dealer, Nissan, Honda, whoever, and ask them to order you that owner's manual because it's just an invaluable thing to have because – it it provides all that information, and you don't when you want to go to when you go to the parts store, you don't want to get the wrong stuff. Is there a concern, Tom, for somebody's car that was designed, or and you may not know the answer to this, but for somebody's car who was designed for regular old antifreeze, and they put the long living antifreeze in it? Uh, I don't have the answer to that. Uh, like I said, uh, I I told you earlier, Robbie, I'm not the I am an oils expert and not a coolant expert, but I'll get the answer to that. You know, I wouldn't want to say on the radio uh, that it's okay to switch them out. Uh, so I don't know that. I will find that out. That's okay. There's so many things I don't know. You could ask my wife. She would tell you there's a list that goes on. And on. <laughs> so we come back. We have Hank with Transporters for Christ. We're going to get an update on what they're doing. I understand the truckers are all coming around Washington, D.C. Maybe we even might find a little bit about that. When we come back, we are going to find out what those mobile chapels are doing. So stay tuned. we got a lot more Christian Car Guy. And, oh, if you've got that coolant question, 866-34-TRUTH.
your car could be screaming this morning. It's time for a cool change. <laughs> time to change that coolant if it's got regular coolant. Maybe if, at least every couple years, if not a year, check your owner's manual. We're talking about that today with our good friend and engineer, Tom Slick, who knows a great deal about oil. And the good news is we got Dan in Louisville who has a question for us, Tom, about oil. Dan, you're on the okay. Christ, Christian Car Guy show. Good morning. Good morning. What is your question, Dan? Well, um, say you have like a 10W30. Is it true that I've heard that uh, they start with uh, really a 10 weight and build up, add additives to, to make it effectively a 30 to get both that's ex- Yes, that's exactly right. Uh, <clears throat> The W, interestingly enough, doesn't mean weight. It means winter. And so the way these things are formulated, if you have a 10W30, you start off with a 10-weight oil, as you suggest, uh, and that's defined, again, it means winter. And the way that's defined is, if you looked up, it's called SAE, which is Society of Automotive Engineers. There's a standard called J300, and it defines what the... Uh, viscosity, the thickness of that oil should be at cold temperatures, start temperatures. And so you can look up 10W and it'll tell you what it's supposed to be. We won't get into that, but you're right. They start off with a 10W and then they add what are called viscosity improver molecules. And these things are gigantic pieces of plastic. I mean, they're very high, highly sophisticated polymers, but uh, they're added because when it gets to operating temperature, those molecules actually swell and they make it look like a 30-grade oil. So then it becomes a 30 at operating temperature. But over time, those molecules get cut up and it eventually will go back to being a 10 weight. And you can see that if you're doing oil analysis, you can see how the viscosity drops over time. And that's, wow. that's, that happens every time. That's a natural thing that happens. So, so stick with the uh, recommended interval, I guess, huh? I'm sorry? So stick with the recommended service interval, huh? Well, either that or check it uh, periodically with uh, oil analysis. Uh, right. Because a lot of in this case. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, I do some service for folks, and uh, basically uh, they'll have, say, an 8-year-old, 125,000-mile car, and... Uh, It'll say to put five uh, W thirty in there, and I tell them, well, by this time your your clearances are opened up. Is it are they able to use a ten W thirty? Oh, certainly. Uh, the five W thirty is kind of a universal grade, and the car companies went to that because they sell cars in Canada, and it gets a lot colder up there, and and so you need a five W in the winter time. And a lot of people, you know, if they don't change their oil, that, that, that's kind of a viscosity that gets you through the whole year, summer and winter. So they use 5W30. I never use 5W30 here. I always use 10W30. So you're doing the right thing. They don't need the 5W. Uh, even even if the car I'm sorry. Go ahead. Uh, even if the car, you know, if it's new or old, doesn't matter. Uh, they should be using a 10W because they're going to get overall better viscosity either at startup and also at operating temperature. Better but the 5W30s, 
the 5W30s do have more of the viscosity improver molecules in them, so they'll shear down or change or lose viscosity at a little bit faster rate also. So you're wow. better off with a 10W30. Unless, you, you know, obviously we have some listeners that are up there in Canada and Alaska and those kind of places. Shouldn't they still probably stick with the 5W in the winter? Because they will get... Yes. yes. If you're, if you're, I don't know, if you're... Uh, probably in Indiana or anywhere south of that. I'm in Indiana, but any there or any place south, you're good you're good with a ten debut. That's awesome. Dan, great question. That Thank really you. cleared that up for a lot of folks. Polymers, we're 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 understanding are sort of plastic, eh, Tom? That's what you're telling me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if you went to our website, uh there are some uh we have an R V page because we have a lot of R V folks that do oil analysis and uh on that page, there's a set of slides of a class I used to teach, and if you go in there and look at that slideshow, it actually has a picture of these molecules being cut up by gears and bearings and things like that, where there are very high pressures, and and that's what happens, and that's what makes it thin out over time. There you go. Great stuff, Tom. I appreciate it very much. Well, we got our friend Hank Reader, a Raider, excuse me. Hey, Hank, with Transporters yeah. for Christ. It's great to have you on with us today. And I know a lot of folks, they've seen these Transporters for Christ big trucks driving down the road. What are those, Hank? Uh, they're mobile chapels. We uh, Transporters for Christ, uh, we, we have uh, chapels that are parked permanently in in uh, truck stops to minister to uh, truck drivers or whoever comes in. We have a couple of mobile chapels that drive up and down the highway, but basically... Uh, our chapels are parked in in the truck stop parking lot permanently. Uh, we have uh, 31 uh, in the U.S. right now that are parked permanently, and a couple more online to go online uh, here in the U.S. And then we have six in Canada and two in Russia and uh, uh, one in Africa. Well, the one in Africa is not a not a freight trailer. It's a it's a, a building at a at a border crossing there in 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 uh, in in, uh, in Africa, so we have them have them all over. So the cool thing, and I know the goal of Transporters for Christ is to have one of those within range of any trucker who wants to attend a service, right? Yes, our 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 goal is to have have uh, chapels. Uh, a day's drive apart, which would be from five to six hundred miles. If you're here in Knoxville, Tennessee, where I'm at today, and drive, our goal is to have that you can go north, south, east, or west. And uh, it, at the end of the day of uh, five, six hundred miles, you'll be at another chapel. That's that's our desire and goal. Right, and if you're listening today, you might be a truck driver out there. If you uh, go to Christian Car Guy today, I've got a great big picture of Transport for Christ. If you click on that, it'll show you all the different places they currently have them if you're trying to find one that, that's close to you. Now, do you just do services on Sunday, or what, how often, or how does that work? No, Joe. Uh, here at the Knoxville Chapel, we, we have an 8 o'clock Sunday morning service, at 11 o'clock Sunday morning, and then a uh the six o'clock Sunday evening, we have a Wednesday night service, and then we have a. a we're here uh, right now here at this chapel. We we have someone here twenty four hours a day, uh, five days a week, and then uh, uh, eight hours a day the other two days. 
So we are open uh, any any time for Bible study or, you know, just to get together to fellowship. We have people come in at all hours of the night, 2 o'clock in the morning, 11 o'clock at night. You know, drivers don't don't have a have a eight to four schedule. They uh-huh. their day may their day may start at one o'clock in the morning. So we our desire is to be here for whenever a driver wants someone to talk to. Yeah, what a wonderful ministry! And and you guys are also uh, connected with Truckers Against Trafficking, right? And yeah, uh, yes, sir. Uh, we've we've been in that with them from. Uh, from their their beginning, uh, we we work with them, and uh, uh, that's one of the things that you see here. Most of your truck stops have a have a large problem with uh, prostitution, drugs, and all that. But but uh, when a chapel moves into a truck stop, the the witness of the of the uh, the testimony of the owners, and that is is that. That they see a decrease in all of this stuff because a little salt, (laughs) a little salt and light comes into the truck stop. It's a little hard for the pimps to just drive by that big chapel and think, "Well, I don't know that I don't need to be." You know, that's that's a wonderful um, thing I hadn't thought about. That is really Mm -hmm. cool. So, and and how many of of mobile chapels do you have in truck stops now? We we have thirty one here in the U.S. that are already. Part permanently, and we got a couple more that are are to go online. I think one in Texas and, and one in Louisiana. Uh, but uh, we have thirty one in, in here now, and and going to thirty two, and then we we have the six in Canada. And then, do you have full time chaplains at each of those thirty one? Yes, suppose? sir. Yes, uh, our. We 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 have a full time missionary chaplain for each each chapel, or that's our goal. Sometime one will retire, or get sick, or something will happen, or we'll go up here at a time that we maybe don't have a full time uh, missionary chaplain there. But then then we we have volunteers uh, uh, that come on board and 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 help us that is uh, to be able to to extend our our. Uh, uh, time of operation. Well, Hank, I know you're out there every day with these truckers. And uh, is there something that our listeners could be praying for that you feel like is on the hearts of a lot of folks out there that we should be aware of that maybe we're not aware of that we could be praying for to help these guys or well, ladies, as the case uh, may be. Basically, uh, most of these drivers are away from home two, three, four weeks at a time, and uh, uh, just being away from their family, they 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 uh, they it, it's a very lonely, stressful job. Some people may think that you know they just sit up in that big cab and ride all day, but but the thing of it is, they they have when you and I drive down the highway, we basically just are concerned about the state police. Well, they have to worry about the state police, the county mounties, the the DOT inspectors, the scales, the uh, the uh, uh, the uh, uh, shipper, the consignee, all of these different people uh, and their their uh, uh, dispatchers, they have all these people that that they have to to be aware of and concerned about. So it's it, it's a very stressful job for these guys, and 
So you you have drivers come in here that are just uh, they make the statement I'm I'm fed up I can't take it no more it's just such a hassle it it you know they're they're just at their wits end but then you're able to pray with them and and talk to them and and the Lord seems to quieten their hearts but it, oh, that's it, a it, wonderful ministry Hank I am just excited to hear what you guys are doing out there again it's called Transport for Christ. They have a wonderful yes, website. The links are all there at christiancarguy.com. It's wonderful to know how to pray and support you guys. And I know from talking to a lot of truck drivers over the year, the one thing that absolutely drives them crazy is when you pull in, you know, when you pass them, which is understandable, give them plenty of room. <laughs> don't, don't be pulling right in front of them. Am I right, Hank? That drives them crazy. Well, well, the, the, the big thing is, is that, that, People in four wheelers have a tendency that they'll they'll pass a big truck, and then they'll get in front of him and slow down, or or they'll get they'll cut him cut cut in real close to him, and and uh, uh, put on their brakes or something. And and I talked to a, a nurse one day at the VA that said she used to play tag with the truck drivers that uh, out on the Interstate 81 up in Virginia until she she went with her her boyfriend on the truck for a week and uh she realized that those big trucks can't stop real quick yeah or sometimes so. if they're going up the mountain they can stop a lot quicker than your car <laughs> if they got all that way so that's why you all don't want to drive do. too close to the back of a truck because they can stop no. going uphill uh, a lot faster than you can i can assure oh you. yeah well god bless you hank i yeah. really 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 appreciate what you're doing and your ministry out there keep up the good work buddy god bless you Thank you very much. It's great to have you on. All right. Well, it's time to move to our appraisal by the Real Black Book. That's where we search the Bible for. And and if you ever wondered where I came up with that in the in the car business, they use orange books. They use blue books. But they're most of the dealerships I've worked in. They use the black book. So I thought, well, you know, we're going to do an appraisal by the Real Black Book. And if you looked in my truck right now, you're going to see my Bible's black. So that's the black book I'm talking about. So our appraisal by the Real Black Book is where we search the Bible. For hidden treasure. Cry out for discernment. Lift up our voice for understanding. And as I mentioned this week, of course, I was trying to be cool. <laughs> I'm trying to stay cool along my theme of all that stuff. And then my mother went and lost her cat, and I went into wine mode of just really, my mother was is struggling right now with bone cancer, and she was moving so that my sister could take care of her in Illinois. She's moving from Tennessee, not far from our friend Hank there up to Rushville, Illinois, and her cat runs away. And it just broke my heart because I knew how much my mother loved that cat and and I was just whining in the middle of the night, 1.30. God, really, really? Is this what you got for my, my poor mother and all this is going on? And every once in a while, and, I, and I'm so thankful for this, Jesus shows up when you're in prayer. <laughs> and he showed up for me. Uh, Monday night, and I want to share what he shared with me when we come back. So stay tuned.
so I know what you're saying. Robbie, you left us. What did what did Jesus when he showed up in that prayer for me Monday night? What did what did Jesus say? Well, it, he he actually showed me this picture. It started out with this picture and this And I think Jesus just knows I like this kind of stuff. There was a picture of a piece of paper coming out of my heart and it was all wet. And then he said Psalm 25:10. And you may think I know something about the Bible, but I had no clue what Psalm 2510 meant. I thought, really? Psalm 2510? I don't know what Psalm 2510 is. So I had no choice but to, I was praying in bed. It was 2.30 in the morning. I had no choice but to go downstairs, get out my Bible, and open up to Psalm 2510. If you're just tuning in and you didn't hear the beginning of this, I was very, very upset about my mother's illness and about moving to Illinois. And then this cat got gone and it was just... My heart was broken over all these things. And so I get down there in Psalm 2510. Now, when I first read it, I, I, I was like, really? But as I started to put together what Jesus was telling me, it became significant. It says in the NIV version, which is what I was reading the Monday morning, all the ways of the Lord are loving and faithful toward those who keep the, the demands of his covenant. Now, for the last two or three weeks, I know you guys have heard me talk about something that, that George McDonald taught about my heart and, and, and how God's palate, he starts out with love with so many human emotions. But when you mix love and faith, you get hope. And see, that picture has just been in my mind for weeks. And so God was like showing up for me in this psalm and saying, Robbie, you don't see here? All my ways are loving and faithful. What is loving and faithful in Robbie's world, based on George McDonald's explanation of love and faith equals hope, you see, by mixing those together, all of a sudden I was, oh, there's hope. Because I know my mother, she, she's one of those people who keeps the demands of your covenant, all those kind of things. And so uh, this almost became like a Romans 8:28 verse for me. And the more I thought about it all weekend, all week actually, the more it got on my heart. And that piece of paper, remember I told you? That piece of paper? See, that was a blank piece of paper. I didn't know what Psalm 2510 was. But Jesus was going to write that Psalm 2510 on my heart. And 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 all the ways to the Lord are what? They're loving and faithful. <laughs> For those who write, keep the demands of his government. And 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 as that's been written on my heart all week, I realized why it was wet. Right? And, and here comes, I love, the, I, and, and Jesus knew this when he gave it to me, that, right, wells of living water are going to spring out of your heart, and it's going to refresh other people. Now, I'm just guessing for somebody out there today, they were refreshed by this story. See, the well that, that came out of this piece of paper and the water and it was wet and all that stuff, you see, for me, it refreshed me, and I felt better about my mother immediately because I realized God was just saying, Robbie, I got this. I got your mom. Well, you've got to know the backstory. I called my mom the next day. She was elated. You know why? The cat showed up. <laughs> well, it was breaking my heart, but the cat... See, my mother stayed at my brother's house while she was going up to Illinois, and the cat had escaped out of my brother's house and gone into the bushes, and they couldn't find him, and they weren't, you know, at home, so they didn't know where the cat would show up. Well, the cat shows up at my niece's house, who lives, obviously, next to my brother. 
who was his daughter. And, and, and I thought, really? How cool, God? You, you, the cat's name, by the way, we're very original with names in the Dillmore family. Kitty, kitty. <laughs> so you're thinking, Tom, how cool is this? Psalm 2510. You're never going to forget it again, are you? I, well, if you hear it in the middle of the night, at least you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> that really gave me pause. It, it, it's, it really gave me some. And I, I, I shared that with several people this week already, and it is a well of water that has come out of my soul. So I'm thankful for I Jesus and thankful that I know that when I'm really crying out, even when I'm whining, he'll show up and give me something really precious like that. I hope you guys listen for the Shepherd's Voice this week. I certainly want to thank you, Tom, for being on. I know more about viscosity than I've ever known before. <laughs> I got, I got a, you realize I got a pun by you, right? Okay, go ahead. I said that gives me pause. Oh, oh, it gives you pause. Oh, my (laughs) word. That's good. That's good, Tom. (laughs) I'm going to need that for my next show. There's no doubt about it. All right. Well, remember, you can go to ChristianCarGuy.com. You can listen to the podcast. If you didn't get to hear all this, this is common earlier. You can find out about the Jesus Labor Love Free Car Repair for Single Moms and Widows. Remember, Psalm 2510, this week, all the ways of the Lord are loving and faithful toward those who keep the demands of his covenant.